Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. All right. Thanks very much, Ed. Ten minutes here before the top of the hour. It's time for the Daybreak Asia Media and Tea Leaves Review from the Wall Street Journal. And this is a story we've talked a lot about this morning. China is preparing to impose a fine of about a billion dollars on Didi Global. This would bring to an end a year-long investigation. The inquiry has been into the company's cybersecurity practices and protection of data. Once this penalty is unveiled, this story says the government plans to ease an earlier restriction that bans Didi from adding new users to its platform. It has tens of millions of users but wasn't able to add. So this wrapping up of the investigation uh, would pave the way for Didi to kickstart a new share listing in Hong Kong. From AP, and this is also uh, from the Financial Times earlier, China will take resolute and strong measures should the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, proceed with a reported plan to visit Taiwan. Now, this was originally reported by the Financial Times. She's originally scheduled or was originally scheduled to visit in April, but had to postpone after she tested positive for COVID-19. And from the Nikkei, Japan Airlines is planning to transfer about 3,000 workers from its core business to its budget carriers and to non-aviation units. And that's due to forecast of business travel not returning to pre-pandemic levels for a uh, prolonged period of time. That's from the Nikkei. And back to that Wall Street Journal story. We mentioned, Didi, uh, the ADRs did advance 13% in the U.S. session. That is a wrap on the media. Nine minutes, eight minutes now before the top of the hour. Yvonne. All right, let's get more on those Netflix earnings now. Things could be turning around for the streaming company, losing fewer subscribers than expected in the second quarter. But the company isn't projecting a return to rapid growth anytime soon. Joining us now to discuss all this is Gita Rakanathan, Bloomberg Intelligence Tech and Media Analyst. And Gita, it's interesting because even Reed Hastings said himself, losing close to a million subscribers can't be really seen as a success. But investors certainly are cheering the news. What's your take overall? Yeah, so Yvonne, definitely a, a mixed bag, you know. And I think right now we're, we're, uh, you know, just with the the stock having taken such a beating, I think the general sentiment is just less bad is good, uh, which is why we're kind of seeing this uh, short-term relief ra- rally. But if you kind of just dig through the numbers a little bit and look under the hood as far as the three Q guidance is concerned, there's really not a whole lot to cheer about. Um, so they are guiding to growth, yes. Uh, so you know they're guiding to about a million subscriber ads. But then you look at the number of uh, subscribers that you've lost so far in the first half of the year, that's just over a million. So it's about 1.2 million or so. So this is really going to be a wash at the end of 3Q. Uh, and there's really no uh, clarity in terms of what the long-term subscriber trajectory is going to be. Uh, you know, especially with all these macro headwinds kind of building. Um, but, there, but there are some have, positives 
Gita, there yes. are some positives to think about. I mean, one thing was the valuation uh, of the stock had dropped so far that, uh, you know, there was some room there. Uh, the the advertising uh, option, which is which is coming, I guess they're testing in Latin America. I want to ask you specifically about that. Uh, th- that would seem to suggest that there could be some positives from that, but that it might be really slow in coming. That's exactly right, Brian. So it, this is all going to take a while. Uh, yes, there are positives, uh, definitely, as you pointed out, that they are trying to do their best in terms of monetizing all of these incremental revenue opportunities, whether it is pa- tracking down and password sharing uh, as, as they are doing, as they're testing out right now in Latin America, whether it's introducing that new advertising tier uh, in 2023. But again, remember, none of these are inherently in their DNA. They have to build this from scratch. Uh, and so it is definitely going to take time, uh, you know, and, and before like it kind of, uh, has a material impact on financials, it's going to be, we're we're looking at at least another 12 to 18 months before this really kind of uh, boosts the top line and the bottom line. And what really drove these results was, you know, as they said, one single thing, which was stranger things. I wonder in terms of how much they're saying that they're going to put into putting generate new content, what's in the pipeline. Is is there anything there to kind of sort of reverse this tide and actually beat the competition? And and spending less. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're actually holding spending flat at about $17 billion in cash content spend. Um, is that a good thing? Well, yes, it does help them from you know a, an overall financial perspective. That is going to partly contribute to their free cash flow, their positive free cash flow guidance for about a billion dollars this year, and substantial growth into 2023. But then uh, you know you do have their competitors kind of really, really ramping up. Um, you know when it comes to content, whether it's a Disney, whether it's an Amazon Prime that's going after football, that's going after all of these expensive new drama series. You have Apple foraying to sports. So you have all of their competitors kind of really going after huge, big, massive pieces of content, taking big swings. And so I'm not necessarily sure it's a prudent move for Netflix to kind of hold back when you have Mm. competition ratcheting up so fiercely. That said, uh, and we always defer to you, Gita, but uh, just to challenge you a little bit, um, you know, they, they did have the first mover uh, advantage. Uh, the name, I mean, you know, you, you're going to cancel, if you're going to cancel some streaming, Netflix wouldn't be first on your list. It would probably be last on the list for, for a lot of people. And, and the password strategy is kind of interesting. Is mm-hmm. there some room there? The password strategy is definitely interesting, but remember, you have trained people over so many years now to kind of do this. They almost encouraged it in in many ways. And so now suddenly to kind of clamp down on it uh, is... I, I, I don't know if, if it's really kind of going to bring in the results that they're hoping it will. And remember, they're first introducing this in Latin America. And Latin America is a, is a very, very price sensitive market. You have consumers who are, you know, where the elasticity of demand is extremely high. So I'm not really necessarily sure it's going to do a whole lot in terms of boosting top line revenue. That said, it's definitely a step in the right direction. We'll have to wait and watch and see how that kind of plays out. Um, so yeah, I think they are taking a lot of that. There are a lot of good initiatives in in the in, in the pipeline, uh, but again, this is still very much a wait and watch story. And one one of the interesting things with Ozark, I guess that was one of the first where they sort of delayed the final episodes or split it in two. And and is that a strategy that kind of helps rather than you know blow everything out of the door at once that you sustain your subscribers? 
That's actually a great point. And that staggered release schedule, actually, Ted Sarandos just mentioned this on the call. He said that the main reason for the staggered release of, you know, uh, Stranger Things, for instance, one uh, one drop in, in, in May and the second drop in July was really because they hadn't finished production. They hadn't wrapped up production mm -hmm. on all of it. Of okay. course, it does help. It does help with the with with the subscriber churn numbers. Yeah. And I'm just wondering. Okay. Whether all right, Gita, we, we have to go. You're one of our favorites. Love you. Gita Ranganathan, <laughs> Bloomberg Intelligence. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.